0: G'day guys, it is the coach here and I hope you're all kicking ass, taking names and screaming big War" for, for, for Gorka Morka. I was going to say big mork, I'm like, I don't know what I'm talking about. I, I follow <laughs> the mighty mushroom, that is Scragrod, the loon king, but we're not talking about the best destruction army, we are talking about the big War. Um, No, look, look, we're here with Ryan Hoops. Hoops uh, has been playing Big War for a while. Um, I've been really keen to, to kick off this show, and we've just come back from Vic GT, uh, a seventy-player match play two-day event. Uh, Hoops and I both featured in the top ten. Hoops took Big War; I took um, Sons of Behemoth. And we're going to talk a little bit about this particular army because I think, and when Hoops and I were talking about this, I think Bone Splitters is easy iron jaws is easy and when i say when i say they're easy i think when you read them on paper it makes sense but when you look at big wah because you get both sides of the coin and you get a different set of rules i think it's a little bit challenging for some people to build and start thinking about how do i make the most of these rules what are the milestones i need to strive for how do i maximize my big wah points so I've got, I've got Hoops here, and we're going to talk a little bit about, and I'm going to challenge him a little bit to try to find out why I should go Big Wah instead of Bone Splitters or Iron Jewels Allegiance. But simple maths, Hoops, how are you? Yeah, very well, thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Nope. I'm looking forward to getting into it. Pleasure, pleasure. We, good. Uh, it should be a good, I think Destruction is good fun, and maybe we'll kick it off there. Why big Wah? Why why yeah, did you um, pick big war instead of iron jaws or bone splitters or gits, which we clearly know is the
1: best? Well, probably not. Couldn't couldn't go more than two two three at Brizhammer the other week, so I don't know about that. But uh, uh, yeah, so um, I actually, funnily enough, uh, went on a bit of a journey with this book. Um, I started off uh, really wanting to do a um, a blood tooth uh iron jaws and from there it sort of developed the natural progression as like almost the orcs do and they went into the iron sums to get the best out of the abilities and then it sort of moved straight into big war um had a bit of success a little bit of success with big war um and then sort of trying to develop it further trying to consolidate uh with the bone splitters as well um and it's it's been really interesting so far but yeah
0: so for anyone who hasn't properly looked at big Y yet so it's in your auric war Clans book and yep. what it allows you to do is it allows you to combine your iron jaws as well as your bone splitters yep. and and what it does is it's a very interesting i don't want to call it a soup because it's not a soup but the rules that it does to bring it all together you still get to tap into those different allegiances but it has a really interesting set of rules and it's kind of like I don't know how you would describe it, because you, you accumulate over points and your army gets better as you accumulate points and you cash them in and you do things. It's kind of like a Nurgle, but it's not a Nurgle. It's it's a very interesting... I don't know if there's any other army that kind of acts like Big War when I think about it.
1: Yeah, to be honest, um, like, there's almost checkpoints you sort of have to reach before you, um, you get your full allegiance abilities where everyone just sort of gets theirs but um the reason they do that is because it's so strong like um one of the things one of the things i know was a lot to um uh, a lot to get my head around was not doing the alpha sort of thing like uh iron jaws used to and actually doing efficient trades in my favor um and that was sort of something that i, re- I really struggle with like uh you'll you'll hear uh the simple math guys like just complain that i always run my mall crusher in and yeah, I just have to sort of take a breath and realise this might not be the best situation, um, the best circumstance to do those sort of things. And
0: yeah. Yeah, because yeah, you can take the best of the both worlds. You can take the hordes of bone splitters. You can take, like, the, the big stabbers. You can take, you know, the uh you know your, your savage oryx, or you can take your ball boys. You can take then the oryx side, your iron jaw side. You can take your, your, your big cabbage. You can take yourself some gore grunters you know, you can kind of take some combinations, but then it does bring it all together and it doesn't quite act like Iron Jaws. It doesn't quite act like bone it, it As you said, it acts very differently and you kind of got to get your head around it. And once you get your head around it, I've had the opportunity to play a few really talented big wild players. And to me, the army is a momentum game. It, it builds strength over time. And it's about how quick, can I get to those key points that my army gets really strong and it does what I really needed it to do? I do the deep Deepkin always try to set up for that turn three attack. It's kind of like you have these milestones that you want to set up at certain points and there are a way to get those points.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, so the the allegiance actually gives you like uh, ways to build the points, like whether it be from your general, like you get D6 or either six if you call, if you get a uh, Gordrak or I don't know where you would take him, but yeah, if you, if you wanted that. Um, and then your, your uh, war docs and your war chanders all get extra. So it's it's surprisingly really easy uh, to start building it up. Um, so you don't actually have to wait till like later turns like Deepken. Um And it's not really a necessity as well to, uh, to do so, like, um, if if there are gaps that are left open in deployments and stuff and uh, things that people do wrong, not wrong, but, like, uh, they miscalculate, um, whether it be, like, they underestimate how far you can move because of mighty destroyers, like, uh, and different things like that. You can sort of really punish that early on. And then when your, when your war builds up, it's even worse because they've got, like, half their army left and you're, like, you're at you're, your you're best so Yeah, it's a it's a lot to deal with.
0: Yeah, so so look, I might actually bring up the rules, and and you know, for anyone who isn't familiar with big war or hasn't really thought about it, as opposed to being again a bone spitters or an iron jaws force, we might go through the rules, and and we might spend a little bit of time here because it is complicated at points. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah, and, I don't I head around it to be honest. <laughs> and, and yeah, and I'm not saying that it's 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 it is complicated, but when I look at this, I'm like, what am I building towards? How important yeah. are the big wah points? Because I think sometimes we could over-invest. You know, you mentioned Gordrak gives you six automatic points as opposed to D6. Is that important? Yeah. Should I be always auto-including Gordrak? You know, and starting to think about these concepts so that I can then build around it and then take advantage because you don't want to build up so many points but your army's ineffective.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, Like, for example, Gorjak, uh, uh, I'm sure a lot of people, including myself, would take him if he was like 60-plus points cheaper. Um, But at the moment, he's just a bit of a point stump when you could be spending the points more efficiently in other things. Um, Because everything in the army is... is... Sorry, mate.
0: No, I was just going to say, I do wonder if Gordrak is going to, because I can only imagine Gordrak is going to be one of the broken realm book and, you know, will he get a war scroll update?
1: Yeah. Get the Marathi treatment, eh? But you're right. Like, like like, you're
0: right. Like it's, it's, it's hard to take Gordrak compared to taking just a mega boss on a war crusher. Yeah, for sure. Um, like, um,
1: yeah, uh, just because everything in that army is so, I wouldn't say elite, but almost elite. To be honest, um, like a unit of Ard Boys for five is a hundred points. Um, uh, you're only getting 10, 10 wounds there. Like it, it's a lot to, it's a lot to sink into track when, a Jack when you need other things to be able to play a part in the role. Like one, one model's not going to do everything like Marathi is at the moment. Like you, especially not in this sort of. Uh, fat metal sort of um army but yeah you definitely can find ways to um, get around the the big wah points anyway all right so we, we've we've danced around these points
0: for uh, almost 10 minutes now let's actually yep. talk about it so yeah if you're not familiar guys um this is the rules and and hoops is going to give me a little bit of context and how he thinks about this so yep. I don't get any allegiance terrain. So um, orcs in general don't get any benefits. There's no magic endless spells for them. It's just the generic ones. But the big thing that you get for being big wah is you get what's called the big wah. And um, what happens is you generate these wah points um, in, a, in following ways. So if you're if in your hero phase, if your general's on the battlefield, you receive D6. Um, if you have Gordrak on the table, um, you get straight six war points. At the start of your hero phase, uh, you know for each War chanter on the field, you get two points. Um, at the start of your hero phase, if you have a Wargog Prophet or and a War Doc, you get one point. In the char- in your charge phase, if you, if a friendly Auric uh, unit with ten or more models makes a charge, you get one point. Uh, and there's a couple of other ways, such as having uh, an auric hero within three inches of an enemy, as well as um, uh, having an auric unit of ten or more models in, within three inches of an enemy. So it's really rewarding yeah. you for, for one, having certain things on the table, War Dog Prophet, um, a Wargog, Gog, um, the War Chanter, Gordrak, or your General, as well as having certain things in combat, especially your hero and or units of ten or more. So
1: that, once that I've
0: generated
1: one, the, sorry, the place that 10 or more one as well, um, that's that's per per 10 as well. So that's just another another reason what I was talking about earlier. You don't really need um the big boy because if you're doing like MSUs or something, or not even doing MSUs, but like having two units of two units of 10 odd uh, hard boys run in as well as the more crusher, like you're getting the the one from the charges plus the one from both being in combat. So you get, you get like three, three or four being, being like just in the combat phase. You know what I mean?
0: So I'll get back to the context in a second, but I what I wanted to do is so each round I'm accumulating these points and um what happens then is that at certain milestones and you can see here on the page i've got um when i get four points i've got zogum at six points i got Zapum. at um at 16 and 20 and 12 and eight so at all these different milestones i'm going to get myself a bunch of abilities um and when i use my four for example um, there's a few ways you can cash out, but basically your army is accumulating these benefits over time. So it's not like you know I'm saving up seven points to summon a certain model. I'm I'm getting better and better and better as I go.
1: Hoops. Yeah, you're not losing, you're not losing them. Yeah,
0: yeah. So let's go back to the accumulation side, and then we'll start talking about the momentum build. So I'm going to be able to get two points, one point D6 or a flat six how important do these wire points come into your list building and which are the ones that you're thinking about? How does it come into the list building? Like, you know, getting 10 Oryx, uh, models of, you know, t- 10 Oryx in combat. Is that important? You know, is that t- turning you away from taking, you know, gore grunters? Like how does this all come about to you?
1: Um, yeah. So surprisingly enough, when I first, uh, when I first started, I thought. Uh, I thought I could get away with just playing what I had with Iron Jaws Um, and you'll see that in one of uh, in the list that I took to Vicky GT. but speaking to a few of the Destruction fellas down there, you sort of sort of realise how important important it is to get that early access, especially with spell doms and stuff um, in the meta at the moment. It's a lot to it's a lot to deal with when you need to break D3 or D6 to try and get that important unbind off. So yeah, I would say super important to make sure you get the minimum minimum of 12 almost. Uh, I know the one I took the Vic GT um, was nine, I believe. Um, but like nine minimum I would get at the start of the hero phase, burning a CP with the, um, the aura from the, the mega boss. But yeah, it's, yeah, it, it, they definitely go quick when you're up against certain matchups. And oh, yeah,
0: and like, are there ones that are more important than others? Because obviously, a D six is no guarantee, right? So it means that I'm going to get one. Are there way? Are there ways in particular in your list building? Like you've always got a war chanter. You've always got like a walk of prophet. Um, like, are there particular things that you're thinking about? Are you, are you always taking you know blocks of twenty odd boys? Um, so you've always got your 10 on the table. Like how does this all come about to your thinking?
1: Uh, yeah. So, um, usually, usually what I do is, um, try and make sure that there's, uh, there's ways to do it, whether or not I go first or not, cause it's, it's very hard to get low jobs. So, um, uh, I think one of the ones is a six drop and the other one's like way up there, but essentially Essentially making sure you have at least some of those or like uh, single warpoint point generators or double wire points, whether it be the war docs or the war channers, um, you know, you're always getting D6 from the general regardless of who the general is. So um, you can sort of stack uh, depending on what the buffs you want to add into the army is. Like for example, a war doc, a wardock will be uh, one point, but you know, you know they can double up on their dances and stuff so you can add in a couple and like they're only 80 points so it's really really valuable um whereas like a war channel i think it's like 100 110 points or something um you're getting two and you can buff multiple units with them so like instinctual buffs from what the war scroll gives you army anyway is just uh, amplified once you take it over to big wire from iron jaws or from bit bone splitters so it's not it's not a hard a hard thing to to push so, so what i'm hearing from
0: you and we'll go i don't want to go too deep with you because we are going to talk about your lists uh you know not too far away but yeah. what i'm hearing from you is that it is becoming important but synergy and optimization of how you play your army is still important. It doesn't mean you're automatically going to take Gordrak because you want those six points. It still needs to come to a, a list coherency and you're building towards the missions and you're looking for ways to synergize with your force, not just maximize as many WAG points as possible.
1: Yeah. Um I think I, I think uh, one of the first things I did was like um, the car, the list I took to Vicky GT, it, like as I said, it only it only generated nine. So I did feel like um, some, sometimes when I couldn't get to that twelve for the uh, the six up after save as quickly as round one, it sort of meant that I was losing bodies too early, being that it is that that bit more uh, elite army. Like a six up doesn't feel like much, but when everything's two wounds a piece, like you really notice the sixes and you really notice the ones, especially when you twos and twos across the board um so yeah it is um it is something to to make sure you have enough of but like it's not the be all end all like it's not something you max out on and get your 20 round one because you've skewed way too far into one side and it's just like it's not going to be beneficial for the long run
0: Are there particular uh, milestones that you want to hit? So, you know, Zogum um, at the end of any phase, um, any wounds or mortal wounds that have been inflicted um, and you're more than nine inches away, you can move D6. You know, you can get plus one to the charge. You can get yourself uh, plus one to hit, get that six up uh, wound or mortal wound save. Um, You know, there's a whole bunch of things. Are there particular ones that you strive to get as soon as possible?
1: Yeah, um, so the the six-up after save, as I said, um, is probably the first thing I try and get turn one. Um, uh, yeah, as I said, it, like, it wasn't something I really thought about um, until the new iteration that I'm going to try it. But um, trying to get that 12 turn one just to make your army a bit more uh, resilient is super important, but if you can get to that 16 for the plus one attacks, then it means you're already hitting on twos as early as turn one, and then as soon as it hits turn two, it's twos and twos, baby. Like, that's fucking awesome. Excuse me. <laughs> no, no, that's
0: fine. That's fine. Uh, as long as you don't swear in the first couple of minutes, I'm pretty sure I already did that. But, you know, I'm you, d- you <laughs> then get into you get into the later stage, you get the plus one to wound, you're going to get yeah. yourself, uh, your general can use the, the bigwa command ability, um, there's just so many things that kind of come about from 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 your point. So, uh, for what I'm hearing is you 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 want to get close to the you're aiming for 12 to 16 as soon as possible.
1: Uh, yeah, um, preferably like realistically, you want you want 12, but if you can have like an extra six there, and I know that's really difficult. Uh, first turn, but it depends. It depends how you want to play that first turn. Like if you want to go super super hard in, um, and you know your more Crusher can bounce um, uh, bounce twenty four inches across the board with the minor destroyers um and then you want him to be paired with something like a uh, unit you know, hard boys, for example. Like you're going to want a teleport in. Um, I know you were saying someone in the chat was asking about like how to deal with spell doms and stuff. Um, you actually get a resource in the big wah to uh, cast, unbind, or dispel. Um, you can do d3 versions of that or d6 versions of that, and you'll get either one or two to that casting and unbinding uh, roll. So, paired with a, um, an artifact, depending on if you go a war Doc or a, a war channel, you can actually get like a plus, plus three to plus five like to cast. So, you get really reliable casting on the one thing you actually need to cast. And that'll be like plus one save, uh, double move and fly, or even the teleport, like the Great Green Hand. So it gets really good really quickly.
0: And that might be a really good point out as well. So you don't just get yourself these big war points. You're also going to get yourself a whole bunch of other things. You're going to get the war magic. Um, we've also got um, the War Chant Beats. We've got Mount Trait. Uh, we've got a Command Trait. We've got Artifact. We've got a Command ability. I think you've got two big uh, abilities. You've got here we go, here we go, here we go, as well as the big wah. So, yeah. look, there's a lot of stuff here, and I guess it's combining the parts of the book from the iron jaws and parts of the book from the big wah. Yeah. Talk to me about yeah, this wah magic. So, you've got like you, you are magic again. Um, are, are there particular parts in here that you are building towards, you are finding really valuable, or are some of these a trap?
1: Uh, the WoW magic, did you, did you say?
0: It? Oh, all of them. Like, you know, like maybe just a, a general observation of, of the second page here.
1: Yeah, okay. Um, the the one that's on 24, the one that makes you burn the WoW, uh, in the in the first iteration that we're going to look at, um, I have never used that because twos and twos is more valuable than getting plus one attacks. Um, in saying that, when you do have, like, in the second list, when you have the ability to do that alpha plus, like, if, if that's what you want to do, plus, um, plus have the regen ability of it, then it's not so scary to uh, risk that one. Because I, I think from memory, it's like on a one, you lose all your wild points and you start again, um, but you get it for that turn, or uh, you lose half or... If you roll a six, everything stays the same. But, like, that, like, RNG is not really something you look look at in competitive Warhammer, you know, you want to try and minimise that as much as possible. Um,
0: I like with the big War magic that, or oh, sorry, just the War magic, that if there's a spell that you really want to get off, you really need that Endless spell, you really need to get a particular spell out, you can sacrifice um, D3 wire points to add that plus one to cast, plus one to dispelling, and plus one to unbinding. Um, or you could uh, sacrifice the D6 points to get plus two to that roll, especially in this current meta where you do have super casters. And, again, you really want that spell to go off. Um, that's a really cool ability to draw upon if you need it.
1: Yeah, that's exactly what I was saying before. Um, it's... it's almost crucial uh like for example like lambert light that those stupid elves do um you want to try and unbind that as best you can um, uh the six the five up after save to that they do like whatever they whatever spell that they don't want to auto cast at least you've got a chance even even, even though that things like croak and things like the twin stones will give them um pluses to cast like we actually have our own version of that and that's something I was struggling with with the Vicky GT list is like when I did come into spell DOMs, it was hard to justify that D6 for the two. Um and I found myself like only going for the one, which was only like two, uh, two to unbind, which was a bit rough. So yeah, it's definitely it's definitely something uh to keep in your back pocket
0: the commander abilities are quite interesting when i look at them you've got the here we go here we go here we go which gives you uh you spend, obviously spend the command point and you choose one friendly auric hero you receive one war point for every 10 auric models that are within 12 inches of that hero or 18 of the general um or a war chanter so
1: that's pretty much what your first that's pretty much what your first uh, command point goes to, unless you're versed an OBR and bloody nick your command point. But that's pretty much what the first one goes to all the bloody time. Um, you wanna you wanna make sure uh, so your more crusher base right is about six six inches across. Um, and so eighteen inches either side, I think I think you've got like a 40 something inch like berth to put all your models in. So essentially um, you can rack up extra points from that. So not only is it um, the the Wardocks and the Churners and the D6, you've also got this. So that's what I was saying, that you can get the nine the nine points, even if you roll a one, like, pretty reliably. So at least you've got that cast, the D6 cast off, if you want to do it. Or if you go super hot and you roll a, uh, roll a four plus, then you've got that extra leeway. And knowing when you charge in and get your bonuses, you're still at 12, even though you've already spent some to get the cast off. So yeah, like there's there's that's probably probably the thing to do like 100% of the time. Uh, if if it's going super rough and they take turn one, like you might even need to do this uh, for two turns. But CP management in this army is so key. Um, like I can't tell you how many times like um, that I've tried tried to do something and I I realized I didn't have a CP like. It's it's it's
0: rough, yeah. And I guess that incentivizes. If you see commanding on the table, you want to go for that. I imagine this might incentivize bringing in a Fungoid cave shaman, hopefully to generate yourself more command points. Um, because the other one, so obviously you talked about the importance of getting to really high numbers of bigwa points, but then when you start playing in the bigwa, um, getting yourself that plus one um, plus one attacks. Uh, once you've hit the twenty-four wild points, is is quite brutal as well.
1: Yeah. Well, um, like, yeah. As I said, like that that twenty-four one, you sort of don't want to do unless unless you're high generation. Um, but yeah, those those here we go. And the magic is probably probably the things you're going to want to you want to balance. Like it's sort of like a razor's edge. You know, you don't want to go too far either side. Um, But yeah, it's definitely, definitely good to have.
0: Yeah, cool. And then in addition, you're going to get yourself the artifacts either from uh, the Iron Jaws or the Bone Splitter artifacts. Your Iron Jaw heroes can get yourself a uh, a Big Wah um, mount trait, and then obviously your war chanders can tap into the, basically you're tapping into either sides of the book where you can get your bone splitter wizards yeah. from the spell law, your iron jaws wizards from their spell law. Um, so again, you're bringing in the best of both worlds. It's just that you're sacrificing, you know, the, the various allegiances or the, even the clans, um, that, that the, the iron jaws or the bone splitters bring to the table. Big war is just what you see is what you get.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, so the only the only two real things you miss out from with Iron Jaws, uh, is the oh well and Bone Splitters is is the um, uh, the ignore after saves from the Bone Splitters and you and the um, uh, what's it called the smashing and bashing from Iron Jaws. They're the two things that two things that you have to sort of go okay. Uh, well, the depending on which one you're coming from before you get into the big wha, um, is like is it worth and. As far as the iron jaws one goes, you can actually do that very reliably in Big War if you just like do some maneuvers and a few tricks. Like it's uh the smashing and bashing really isn't lost when when you like make the jump into big war, like the the actual evolution.
0: And we you know, I talked to I talked to Hayden Walker not long ago um about iron jaws and obviously the power of, of smashing and bashing is it's pretty brutal um, yeah. uh, when you especially when you build around it and you just get that momentum but i think being on the receiving end of a big war and um, and letting those power those points accumulate early yeah. c- you can really punish an opponent i had a i had a, a more crusher take out one of my mega gargants a turn like literally the more crusher hit my one of my mega gargants that was basically fully healed killed it then the next yeah. turn, they got the double, and then that next that more that same more crusher went into another mega garget that was like two-thirds still alive, killed it. Yeah. So that's just one model. That's not talking about your piggies. It's not talking about your odd boys. It's not talking about other things. It's yeah. just one model. So um, I have mad
1: respect for a big wah, and I need to get to yeah. it early to stop those wah points. Yeah, I don't know about if uh Wes Wes Graham, I think his name is, is in the chat. But yeah, he had a unfortunate run in with the with the with the big wire at the, the last Bruce Hammer and it was yeah, I felt bad. The Ren Three more crusher, three damage apiece, like just re-rolling ones to hit it like it'll take a take a mega gargan down like it's a joke, you know. Yeah,
0: surprised me, but Let's not get surprised. Let's talk about your list. So this is Good the job. list that you took to Vic GT. You went four and one with this list, and mm-hmm. um, and we'll talk a little bit about like we, we talked about the war points. We talked about building around it and generating, and you know, let's actually put it all together and see how you are building towards it. So I'll read through the list, and um, I'd love to hear from you. Why did you choose what you chose? Like, what's the rationale? Why did we Go the more crusher instead of the, the gordrak. Why do we go a double war chanter? Like just that kind of thing. So, we'll start off with your leaders. You've got your your mega boss on more crusher, that's the general. It's got uh British cunning as the command trait. You've got your gore hacker and choppers. The artifact is the metal ripper's claw and the mount trait of Weeden. You got yourself two war chanters, both with the get Beats. beat. And you've also got yourself the Auric knob Shaman with the skull cape, as well as the great big, big green hand of Gork. Yep. You got yourself 10 Ard Boys, 10 Ard Boys, 10 Ard Boys. You've got yourself six piggies, uh the Goal Grunter piggies, not the not the, the savage auric piggies. Uh you got yourself 20 shooters. And this this one surprised me. Uh, 20 shooters, which are your allies from the Gloom Spike Gits. This is all wrapped up with the Iron Fist Battalion, um, and you're coming in at 143 wounds at 2,000 points on the nose. Um, I've got a lot of questions. I have a lot of questions. This is mostly an Iron Jaws list, and obviously yes. the um, the Gits kind of scream at me, like, what?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, where to start? Yeah. Um, so the mega boss, the mega boss is not Gorjak. Uh, you ask up first, um, essentially because I get an artifact, uh, which means I get Ren three plus. Like I don't want to spend the points on Gore-Trak. Uh Two Chander's are there, um, both with the redundancy of the Get Getem beat because that that uh, aura to make things eighteen inch charge is really really good, especially yeah with how things work out um and then uh the shaman so his artifact is plus one uh, plus one to cast and then his spell is the teleport spell like i was talking about before as well um that's essentially your delivery spell so just getting from point a to point b whether it be a more crusher in your back lines uh when you open up, open up something. Uh, which I've been told not to do anymore um, or, or like a unit of odd boys to go up with some piggies or you know, whatever it may be um, yeah. can I can I ask you hoops so with yep.
0: the with the get and beat you've got two war chanters with the get and beat but you can only use the chant once yeah correct w- what's what's the rationale like why wouldn't you go something like the fix and beat as opposed to having the double get them beat because get them beats great. You know, on the four plus um, you pick one friendly iron jaws unit within 12 and it yep. can attempt to charge uh, as if it was in 18 and you're all three D six instead of two D six. Now that's awesome. Yeah. And if you hit that four up, or even if you fail the four up, it means the other one is not doing it.
1: Yeah. Essentially. Um, The thing that, the thing that I said, like um about about doubling up is literally just redundancy um, because we have such a shooting matter at the moment with KO and Luminef and all that uh, if for some reason like I stuff up my yeah I stuff up my deployment um, or it's just a smaller deployment or whatever it may be um, and they can ping one of them off then at least I've got redundancy in the second one um, and like the, the fix and beat like usually usually I kill them or or they kill me. So it's not really like because everything hits so hard in the in the meta that we're in, it's not really an issue for fix them. Um, mm-hmm. and yeah, I feel like the other one I think is the in combat one and the, I don't the know the, like these the, guys. The,
0: the, on the four plus you get plus one to hit for attacks made by melee weapons.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, you're hitting on twos and twos anyway in this list, so, like, it doesn't really matter. And usually they're not in combat anyway, so it, yeah, it it's even more so irrelevant. So, like, why not go redundancy over anything else? Um, because, yeah, because everything naturally in this list is a uh, four-plus save or worse, you know? So, yeah, if you don't have that 12 wire points for the six-up after save to just give you a little something, then you're really going to hurt. So, All right, um, so, so, so you're building you, so you're building through redundancy
0: you you want to have the best decisions on the table obviously the War warchans give you two war points as opposed to one from one yep. of the other so units so you're getting them. yourself yes yeah, so you're getting more points um for each of them and you're getting the best position to get the 3d6. Um, and you're not restricted to to one model. And as you said, if Ko Sylvaneth, ah, oh, not Sylvaneth, Seraphon, or some type of, you Don't know, need to worry about poor, my poor trees, or, <laughs> poor poor Sylvaneth, they're not doing anything. But like, if anyone yeah. like takes out that um that War chanter, you've lost so much. Um, at least you're yeah. going to have a second option on the table. So again, redundancy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, and. If they're shooting the war channers as well, it means they're not shooting my shaman um, and the shaman in in this list. Just just for the mobility of the teleport, and then the, um, uh, just yeah, just being able to relocate things is I found was so important over the weekend. So it was always that that was the main thing I wanted to keep safe. Um, so yeah, if they're shooting the channers, I'm cheering.
0: So talk to me about the the great big green hand of Gawk. Um, how are you thinking about that? Because uh, that's obviously a casting value of seven. Do you spend your wire points to increase the casting value by two? Um, yes. And is there anything in particular you're trying to teleport around the board?
1: Yeah, so um, that is that is sort of the thing I use the magic on. Um, depending how important it is, like, for example, uh, one of my games, I played an OBR player um, and I, I, uh, I noticed that he left a bit of a hole in his back line, like right behind Kratacross. Um So it was like of the utmost importance that I kill Kratacross so that the OBR list sort of fell apart, you know. Um, so naturally, I spent D6 on it. I think I rolled a one actually, which is freaking fantastic, um, but yeah uh, so I got the plus two from the wah, plus one from his skull cap uh, uh, skull cap, whatever it's called the artifact. Um, I was just about to ask you what the skull cap is and
0: that is remembering adding plus one to the casting role and in addition, if an enemy wizard is slain by the wounds inflicted by the melee weapon, you get to you pick one spell. The bearer knows that spell for the rest of the game. So that's that, that. sounds like a very situational thing. You're really going for the plus one to cast.
1: Yeah, I couldn't care couldn't care less what that other bit was. I, I don't even think <laughs> I've read it before. But yeah, plus on the cast is all I'm here for. Um, yeah, uh, like as I said... It, it would, would
0: need you. It, it would mean your weird nob sharma would need to be in combat. To slain yeah, another it, wizard to learn its spell. Like first off, your wizard doesn't want to be in combat. You don't not want there at all.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, if my shaman's in combat, I've lost the game. So it, yeah, it, it's not really not really something I consider. Um, yeah. So as I said, uh, plus three plus three to cast if you're adding the d6 on. Um, so the more Crusher goes in, if there's a if there's a flaw in the uh, opponent's deployment, um, like this list sort of worked really. well worked the best when i was exploiting uh mistakes from my opponent uh other than that if there was a um a frontline issue like whether they only had like one or two screens and i knew that i could blow them up with uh, a unit of bar boys excuse me uh and a more crusher and then like the impact hits on the more crusher or or say the pigs outside of 12 with the mighty destroyers uh, and then moving within three, and then uh, the crusher coming up, and then impact hits blow up the first line, and then I still get three inches of pile in. I think that was like such such a, a killer thing in this list was people thinking that they're safe, and then um, like a, a small unit just getting annihilated. You know?
0: Yeah you you are you are destroying an opponent by sheer force. You know, you're not just throwing in one model and doing damage you are trying to maximize as many of your units getting into combat to crush your opponent at one particular time and this is where the stacking it's it's a it's a big wave um yeah for sure uh, at least i find yeah
1: no it it most certainly
0: is Um, is there anything else you can talk about with the the more crusher the the war chanters or the shaman
1: um yeah, as I said with the with the More Crusher, it's got it's got um, Brutish coming, which is a uh, which is an Iron Jaw thing. So my Iron Jaw players will know this really well. Uh, it, it's able to move move things in the in the hero phase. So if you're outside of twelve, you can make a normal move. If you're within nine, you can make a charge. Uh, and if if you're within three, you can file an attack. Um, so this is like probably like having double of this in this list was really killer because if the more crusher went down, the pigs were still able to do it and like vice versa. But essentially what that allowed me to do was get more, more mobility. So the more crush was moving 24 inches rather than rather than 12. The pigs, if they get teleported, I can keep them outside of 12 or the more crush for that matter. Um, keep them outside of 12 and you're like, Oh, I'll, I'll move up nine. And then I'm within three. So uh, having Having things like uh, brutes in the list before this um, when they couldn't couldn't do that it was really difficult to uh, have to rely on a nine inch charge for things like um, when I can just rely on a three inch charge and get plus one with the big wire. like I'm not failing that yeah. you know what I mean so that's what I mean about redundancy is like if there is something I can fix I'll fix it with, with the list. And metal ripper, the artifact on
0: your more crusher is causing ren three. Uh, when you choose one of the weapons, it'll be ren three. So, um, yep. is there a particular weapon that you're changing it to? I imagine it's the the
1: gore hacker. Uh, yeah, just yeah, just the gore hacker. Yeah. Um, so, like, I don't think you can give it to the um, the crusher. The crusher's uh, no. stats. Um, no, no, I
0: was, I, wasn't sure if he had two out, uh, two weapons. I didn't think he did. No, no, no. Um,
1: I think, I think, yeah, that's God tra- uh Gortrek, not contract Um yeah. That has, that has the two. But yeah. Um. So uh, as I said, like he's doing, he's doing, uh, eight, eight attacks that are slowly getting ramped up the more he kills. Um, eight attacks that will usually be twos, twos, rend three, which you know, you're not really getting a save from, um like almost anything is not getting a save from that um, unless you staunch the uh, staunch defenders. Uh, but yeah, uh, it's, it's really good. It's really good. Um, and once they see a unit die and they don't even get to take a save, then that's when it gets, that's when it gets pressured. And then that's where the pigs coming out. So you always have, you always have these waves. So you need to make sure you're getting the most out of the more crusher If you're taking a more crusher, you need to make sure that you're, you're trading in your favour always, because you're you're going to run out of units before they are. So that's like probably the biggest takeaway from Big Wire is it's not it's not a uh, everyone goes in and let's hope for the best. This is a, this is like the worst attrition war you can play by by trades essentially
0: yeah yeah like i know whenever i fight fight on either an iron jaws or a big war you know i always want to disable those gall grunters asap um i imagine you losing um one model from your ard boys would be a bad time for you as well given that you would lose you would lose a wah point so just simply chip damage to those three units um
1: yeah
0: is that an yeah, issue for you huge.
1: yeah it's huge um that's... That's like something. That's something. Of what I was saying, like, super early on in the show, um, when you can't dictate to go first and people have an understanding of big war, you're in a lot of hurt. Like, if if they can chip shot one model from everything, your su- your sudden like uh, that here we go uh, command ability that we spoke about that uh, becomes like a lot a lot less of a impact for your CP. And when you've only got two CPs or one CP, depending on matchup, uh, like OBR, then uh, you notice that a lot. Um, you can't. You, your CP management needs to be so on point with this with this big wah that it's like it's not funny.
0: So if you're telling me that your Ard boys are a risk the minute you start losing one, why wouldn't you make the unit bigger?
1: Um, mainly because mainly because tens are sort of that sweet spot um, I can fit I can fit ten better if i'm if I'm teleporting in certain spaces uh, if i if I have like five for example they don't really do the punch that's needed um, fifteen fifteen or twenty if i if I get like hit um, let's say just by Marathi for example like that stupid snake is gonna kill Almost all your odd uh, boys, right? So, you would you would yeah. rather lose 10, 10 than you would like any more than that. Um, in, in saying that, um, if you're going to go fives as well, you might as well take brutes because you're probably not teleporting them anyway. Uh, the only reason you would do that is because you've, you've hurt them during the phase and, um, uh, like from uh. Oh, what's it called? Damned is Dan the one that gives you plus uh, re-roll ones to hit. Um, there's one of the terrains it uh, gives you. Back. Yeah, D- Dan, you can optionally take. Uh, is it D3
0: model wounds to get yourself? It's yeah. been a long time since I did damn terrain.
1: Yeah, so that that's like that's something that people sort of sleep on a little bit with um, with this as well. Like hitting yourself, hitting yourself with damned or green puke or whatever it may be. Like if you can get damned on your side of the board, that's almost that's almost as valuable as arcane in some places. Like you can you can get those odd boys across. Um, uh, like. They get a D6 roll afterwards, so you hit them with damn. They get to re-roll ones if it's turn two or three, and your twos and twos, like your twos re-rolling ones without a CP, that's fantastic. As I said, if you can find ways around that CP, like you're, you're cheering. Um, so you get you get that, you get the re-rolls, you get the D6 move, and then you get to move again. So it's at the end of the phase, like when they shoot you and you're not within three, you get to go again. Like there's there's so much movement in this uh, in this book, like but it comes at very weird places and you just have to sort of cap it uh like capitalize on it and that's where the brutes sort of come in so yeah
0: yeah i mean your art boys are getting yourself as we said the wire points it's good bodies i assume you're taking the banner because you're the gorka walker banner because you want the plus two bravery and any way you can avoid spending a cp and losing bodies is obviously going to be big as opposed to subtracting one to your opponent's bravery
1: yeah yeah that's um definitely definitely rather your own your own bravery over others like most things in the game now like bravery doesn't exist for them except for destruction apparently like they seem to be the only faction that gives a crap um and cities and cities of sigma like um, i'm i'm like, yeah,
0: oh like bravery, bravery yeah. five, but yes, there's a lot of like bravery ten between death and chaos. So
1: yeah, and when you are small, you like you find you sort of realize like people like rats, they always have a way around it, so it doesn't really matter. So yeah, it gets very frustrating very quickly to try and keep up with everyone else.
0: So you got but, yourself
1: yeah.
0: two two units of ten art boys, you're getting yourself those bar points, you're getting yourself bodies, you're getting yourself some additional um, bravery from the banner. Talk to me about the piggies. Um, Caden went with his iron jaws, had a block of six piggies. Why have you gone the block of six piggies?
1: Um, so like m- math was the six piggies are actually just straight up better than a more crusher in terms of damage. Um, so they're they're essentially like the next the next big hammer once the more crusher goes down, or it it might be vice versa, depending on depending on what I'm trying to do. Um but yeah they like I'll give them the the one inch reach I think. I hope I've put that in there correctly. Um I'll give them the one inch reach because they get the extra attacks because it doesn't really matter um when uh, it doesn't really matter the the two inches in big wire because you're hoping for twos and twos anyway. And then when you charge, your pigs are doing it too. So, yeah, it's just definitely, definitely really scary. Um, twos and twos pigs for sure, plus the impact hits and all that sort of jazz. So. Um, so I'll ask you the same question I asked Hayden,
0: is why a block of six as opposed to two units of three? Um.
1: Yeah probably probably because especially in this the Mighty destroyers uh, I'd prefer to have them all up together if I was mighty destroying if I'm teleporting I'd rather teleport six because I know the six can do more damage than a more crusher so why would I split that in two and have uh, the possibility of both getting um, both not getting where they need to go because I've because I've split them for the the double move or even even when they do move and they don't kill something, like, it's just not, it's just not worth it. Um, I'd, yeah, I'd prefer to have the six, like, hit hard, you know what I mean? And it might be at this point we
0: might want to call out to people pl- playing the game at home and people might not realise that uh, Mighty Destroyers is an Iron Jaws ability. And yeah. when you mentioned Mighty Destroyers, you're like, wait a second, Hoops, how are you getting Mighty Destroyers even though you're big War? And the answer is,
1: yeah, the Iron Fist. Um, it's 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 one of the ways you get it. The other way is from the general. Uh, so the general, I keep I keep uh, the British cunning on it as well. But the Iron Fist essentially wraps everything up, uh, everything that's battle line up in it, which is everything but the starters. Um, and the pigs get an extra two wounds on the boss man. Um, and then from from that unit, you can sort of uh, Use your second mighty destroyers. So as I said, like if if you want to alpha with this list, you definitely can. Um, but I think the like back to your back to your pig question as well. Like having having them charge in within within uh, in the hero phase and then retreating out and then be within three just to pile in. Like can't tell you like how awesome it feels to get a crusher in, take someone out, and then they go, oh, I don't have anything to fight with and you're essentially smashing and bashing again just because you took a baton, you know what I mean? So, yeah, it's it's bloody mint. And I can tell you, as an
0: opponent who's received that many times, it hurts. It hurts so yeah. much when that happens. So um, screening, um, even just remembering little things like the fact that the more Crusher can fly. I think the first time I realised that, because you look at the model and you're like, this thing doesn't fly. It's a big fatty. Like, it's a big fat cabbage. And then it flies, yeah. and if you're... If you're silly enough to allow such a big base, it's a hundred and sixty mil base, um, and that gets into the middle of your object, into your army. Oh, good lord! You are smashing and bashing, and um, you'll be like a big bowling ball.
1: Yeah, it's um, definitely catches people uh, by surprise. Um, those uh, because uh, because those abilities uh, the destroyers abilities that is is such a potent one it's something you, uh, like I would suggest everyone at least ask if their opponent knows because that's like that's a super feel bad moment if they're like oh yeah I, I like they're being polite and know about know about iron jaws and know about big war but like like realistically I'm gonna get at least two units in here if like whenever I want and it's yeah. gonna be it's gonna be rough you know
0: there's not a lot of armies that can get into your face turn one. Um, Iron Jaw yeah. slash big war is definitely one of those. So y- you 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 learn very quickly to screen, you learn very quickly that deploying on the line of your deployment zone isn't always the best decision. It's, you know, sometimes it's better to deploy half, you know, a couple of inches back, even halfway back, just so you avoid that turn one threat.
1: Yeah, um, and that's like that's something to be mindful of as well. Uh, as a big wild player, um, like you don't you don't want to get hit hard because everything in your army is so valuable. Um, like before this list, I actually had a unit of ten brutes being that screen, uh, because if they hit me, I knew that more than likely they weren't going to kill off the brutes, which means I got to retaliate. But I found that um, on the higher end tables where uh, People could do like almost too many wounds, it wasn't worth it, so that's why the stat the shooters are in there. Uh, I honestly haven't shot with these guys more than a handful of times because, excuse me, their mobility, um, like they get uh, plus, plus two to run, I think, just from a, a gonger or plus one to got, run, or yeah, I think it's plus two plus, plus from plus the two, I think. yeah, um, they. They can be so valuable for you. Like you know they're gonna move at least 13, 13 inches or so. Um, if you CP and that's where the other CP comes from, that's where the battalion CP comes from. If you're if you want to if you're up against someone that knows what they're doing and they're being super cagey, you just throw them out, cap the points, you maneuver your your uh, your things waiting waiting for that turn two because you've got that extra space now, or if they take turn two, you know, you're going to be okay with it. Um, So i found them like super, super valuable in in this list.
0: Yeah. And as it gets play, I can tell you the Gits archers are hot garbage. You're not taking them. They're not, they're not Lumineth archers. They're not doing mortal wounds, blocking line of sight. What you're getting for 120 points is 20 cheap bodies you're getting yourself three netters to cause yourself minus one to hit or your opponent minus one to hit within a radius, which is really powerful. Um, yep. You get the plus two to run, so you're able to screen your your army a lot better because, as you said, your every model in your army is valuable. So if you can screen them with a bunch of gits um, and you've yep. got the fast enough movement that you can deploy deep and then kind of claim back the table... Yeah. yeah the, 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 and, and they're a lot, and they're cheaper than stabbers. They're ten points cheaper. And that could be the difference between getting them in your list, getting the triumph, getting yourself a, a command point.
1: Yeah, that's essentially why I took them. Like I just needed bodies at that point. Um, and they were they were super super valuable at Big GT, to be honest. It was like it was really good to have them.
0: Really, you screen off eels coming from the side of the board, leave them on the back objective um, for 120 points, they're really good value.
1: Yeah. Um, like just, just being able to, to, uh, like for example, at Brishammer, I versed, uh, Tyler with his, uh, I think it was like five stone horns or something. And I just set them up three inches out from everyone else. And once he charged in and all the mortal wounds went off, I had, I had a, I had placed them luckily, uh, in a way where two were blocking the stone horns so he couldn't actually get around. So because, mm. like, because of the pivot of the three-inch uh, three pylon, I, I got very lucky and, like, like three Stonehorns is going to kill a lot of my shit, you know what I mean, with a four-up save. So um, ha- having them there, like, they won me that game, essentially, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. I yeah, I told you, so get, get to times. the best.
0: I told you at the start of the show, get to the best.
1: 20, 20 gets to the just, best. <laughs> But speaking of my my gets are the best.
0: Speaking of gets as well, like one that you know, you talked about the importance of CP and talking about, um, you know, often you find yourself with not enough CP. That's another way, you know, obviously, if you tweak the list, you know, getting yourself a fungoid cave shaman, generating a command point on a four plus, um, is is a way that I see destruction players getting those CPs if they need it.
1: Yeah, um. I had thought about that in the next list we're gonna uh, have a look at, and it and it very well may come to to me putting one into my list. But I I find that if I can if I can be better at my CP management, um, then I don't need to spend that eighty points on him. Uh, not to say that like he's not worth it, but like I don't want to spend eighty points of what's already a pricey army to have a what if on a four up like that's that's a no go for uh, like reliable play essentially Um, yeah which, which is, which is rough because, like, if I had the points and everything was cheaper, I'd probably take two of them and then, like, I get a seventy 70%, percent, seventy ish percent chance of like getting it. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, that's that's one of the challenges. And um, and hey, like when I look at your previous list, the question is, well, where do those eighty points come from? Of course, you would love one if you could have one, but where yeah. and is it worth the sacrifice? And when you start pulling some of your models down to units of five, you start, you know. Um, tweaking the list, then you start losing those WoW points. So uh, I can yeah, see why wow you be, ha, ha,
1: have some trepidation. Like, it's, it's not worth the trade-off. Yeah, essentially, yeah. Yeah, it's a bit unfortunate. So, like, we would love to have everything, but we're destruction, so. Of course. Yeah, I'm sure you'd love uh, seven units of pigs if you
0: could. Um, yeah. But before I get into your second list, I do want to call out a question that Alex Edwards has asked. I think it's a really good one is um, how do you think big War and iron jaws or even just you know yourself being a big War player how have you faced or fared so far against heavily magic armies like Halo heart zenge seraphon um, just as an example um, have you did you get to play any of those at, uh, at Vic gt or brishammer or what's your experience so far um what was it? Hello Heart and Zinch and... Oh just, just just you know like Hello Heart, Zinch, and Seraphine. probably at the moment are the stronger of the builds.
1: Yeah, I mean like if it's if it's Host D uh with Zench, I'm gonna be honest, you pretty much fucking lose that matchup 100 percent of the time, unfortunately. Like they're just gonna lock the shit down and you and you're gonna cry, you know. Um which is yeah, like the, the armies, the big wire is good, but unless you can get into them first, there's, there's, there's probably a good chance here. Yeah, you're going, you go on to struggle like that. You can, you can do the Seraphon matchup. Um, uh, it's, it's, um, it's rough and it's hard and it needs like goddamn near perfect play to do, but it, it can be done. Um, uh, Especially with the retreat on the uh, when they when Skeets. you charge them, they just get to retreat out and shoot, and you know, they can do everything. Um, if you can use your mighty destroyers, charge something else in the hero phase, pile around within three, they don't get that ability. So, you, you do have ways around it. Um, the magic, the magic from the question, so I'm getting off topic. Um, no, 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 no. You, Nexus, you make a really good point. You, you, you're making a really good point because, um,
0: what what is making some of these armies really powerful is not quite the magic, right? It's that the skinks have the mortal wounds, um, and then they can retreat. You've got yourself. Um, hello, heart has got nothing. Like if you can if you can clear the screen, you'll 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 eat that juicy center of hello heart. Uh, unless there's like handgunners and even then, like you'll clear handgunners. gunners. Um, yeah, host duplicators, um, especially like change host, that's one drop, which makes it really hard. That's that's what makes it hard. Is It's not the magic yeah. supremacy, it's the fact that they can one-drop you and they can dictate the terms of battle. But you've got You'll, the tools. You will,
1: you will find, um, just, just to finish that question, you will find with um, those sort of things, they do have one spell that's super key and um that's usually the one where you go okay i'm just gonna have to cop the wire points to be able to do it this next list you can get to like up to plus five to unbind um so you can counter those those sort of things you can knock out the you can knock out the uh whether it may be portals to get rid of your uh your caster or maybe it's uh, whatever bullshit they got coming at you, you can sort of go, okay, like this is it. You know, I've got, I've got this, this chance to make it a playable game. Um, like Dave's list, for example, with the fucking um, uh, pluses to pluses to the Varangard save and stuff. Like, if if you're in range, you can get to do it, but you know. He's never in range. <laughs> I, I, I think. I think the key, the key that I would probably want to share
0: with people is that um, destruction has a better chance than maybe some of the other armies. And the key is that you have the speed to get in front of them. Yes, there are some challenges. Yes, there is change host one drops. Yes, you can put things in the sky with Seraphon. But the key is that destruction has the tools with the right play experience. You've got you're on par. You've got a
1: shot. Um, yeah, like realistically, like. Uh, those sort of people will be like chasing down, chasing down top tier stuff anyway. And like, we've all just come out of COVID and that. So it's uh, like, not everyone's had a chance to play with that stuff. Like if, if you can be better with a fat metal army, um, then you should be able to pump these, uh, these people that are just picking up the new filth. Like, um, like for example, our, our, our fellow Geordie uh, took down two of those netlist seraphons with Beast of Chaos, you know, like he just absolutely crushed it, and it's because he knows his army better than the Seraphon player. You know, he knows what they do. He knows what they do, and he knows like what he does better.
0: Good call. So I'm going to bring up the second list here, and um, again, very similar vein. Um, so, so Hoops, you've just finished Vic GT. We've got Brizhammer coming up. We've got all these other cool events, and. This list is starting to put together some of your thoughts between like like maybe like an evolution of your list or thinking about maybe some ways that you can kind of tweak and modify it based on your experience. And um, I'll run through the list. So you've got yourself an auric uh, mega boss who is your general bridge cunning. So we don't have a more crusher, we've just got a yep. mega boss on foot. You got yourself one war chanter, and then you've got two wardock. Um the the chanter has the Get em Beat. The Wardock has the morks Bony Bits, and has the Spell Brutal Beast Spirits. And then the other Wardock has the Breath of Gorkamorka. You've got yourself six Piggies. You've got yourself thirty Savage Oryx. You've got yourself thirty Savage Oryx. So they've got the Chompers. You've got yourself four Big Stabbers. You've also got yeah. yourself a Rogue Idol, the Forge World Special. As well yeah. as an extra CP, you got yourself an extra CP. Yeah. So talk to me one,
1: about this list. No, yeah. So the extra CP uh, is there because we don't have a battalion. So I think it's like eight, eight or nine drops in this one. Um, I would love to put a more crusher in this list, but unfortunately, I can't fit it. Um, so that's why the mega boss is there. Uh, we have one war Channer there. Because this is going to force me to play the exchange game more so than the just uh, just nuke things game, and I think that'll be a better shout in the long run. Um, but more so than that, like you've only got you've only got really one one or two things to buff, and and you're not going to send those in uh, together anyway. That being the rogue idol and the six pigs. Um, the six pigs are there because, uh, as we said earlier, they're they're better than the more crusher uh in terms of damage uh and they're like they're a bit cheaper um so people I'll, I'll people s- see people seem surprised that you've dropped the more crusher
0: is that because the um the rogue idol is acting in a similar role as the more crusher uh
1: yeah pretty pretty much um like with the with the wardox with the wardox they're going to drop it down to a two up save um <laughs> Yeah, Corey. Jesus. Okay, sorry. Um, yeah, um, uh, they they're going to get it to a two-up save, and then it's going to five-up up to save like inherently. So it's not going to die to a stupid freaking mangler that uh, moves forty inches and decides to pop four CP on uh, burning a mole crusher. Um, uh, it's gonna it's gonna survive that, that sort of that onslaught you know what I mean um, yeah you do get those you get you you the more crusher is everyone's number one target and if I can make them target something that's gonna last longer that means they're gonna be tied up longer which means yeah. all my other things are being more productive essentially um, so yeah so the the war Docs are gonna give uh, plus one saves with the um, with the spell uh, I think the uh, the other ones I can't remember what the other spell is doing. I'm blanking on it. Sorry, um, but yeah, essentially, a couple, couple of them are gonna. Um, like, there's gonna be a, a spell plus a dance that's gonna give me plus two to save. Um, the chanter is essentially, depending on, depending on if I can do it. Um, oh, the other one's gonna be the movement. Sorry, uh, the movement of the mortal cru- of the, the mortal crusher of the uh, the idol going to send that send that in essentially the idle is going to go in if if it goes off because this generates a lot more wire points I believe when we were designing this um, uh, me and Corey um, this this will generate about 12, 12 plus wire points turn one rather than that nine so there's there's always that super reliability with that which means the d6 can be spent so brutal, brutal beast
0: spirits cast on a six. If you cast it yep. successfully, you pick one friendly bone splitters unit within twenty-four. Until the next hero phase, you add one to the run and charge for that unit, as well as plus one to hit. Um, if the cast is a double, you can do it on two units within twenty-four instead of one. And then the breath of Gorkamorka is. Um, the, it, you can um, double the movement and it can fly. Um, if the casting role is a triple, so sorry, sorry, is a double, then you can triple the movement. So this is where the rogue idol, I remember seeing uh, Joel Graham do this at SAGT last year, where he got a triple move on the rogue idol and making it fly. And I think it moves like up to 42 inches
1: or something crazy um, yeah, I think it's like six years yeah, sixty or something, which is just crazy. Um uh yeah, he's I actually played him in um in Vic GT actually. Uh luckily I played him in Knife to the Heart because I don't think I would have been able to win that matchup, and that's uh, where a lot of this idea came from. Um so shout out to him because he was fucking awesome player. Um it 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 was uh it was really really good eye opener like realistically he he was running the more crusher but i think you can get um, you can get better reliability out of the pigs um, and the more crusher on foot and move them up together you can sort of move move the mighty destroyers uh, mega boss with with the piggies just to keep up until you're ready to go then you can boost them up um, and then send send them on their way uh, I'm, did you I, I might have put the wrong one in the the wardock. There was meant to be a plus one save spell in one of the wardocks. So I might have accidentally put the wrong
0: that's one. That's the, the one. cunning beat spirit, which is uh until your next hero phase, add one to the save roll. Um
1: that's fine. Like there's okay, obviously yeah. Really so, choices, so, yeah. So yeah, like so essentially you want the double move spell and the and the um, plus one save spell. So you can double up on the saves, get that rogue guard down to a two up save, if you can send them on his way. That's like if they if they can deal with the uh, rogue idol within the first two turns. Like it's going to be pretty impressive, but by that point you're, you're a lot of points ahead and then they, and then the, the idol has done a significant amount of damage. Like it's going to be, it's going to be twos and twos in no time chipping away at them. Whilst you've got 60 wounds on the points, which are then going to buff their save. And it's going to be a nightmare to chew through, which are also doing work. And once they're working on that, you sort of throw in the gaul, uh, the gaul grunters, and they go after them. And just for shits and gigs, if they've got a, uh, if they've got a big, um, uh, like a big monster of their own, like techless or a Crusher or something else, then I'll juice up the status and they can, they can go for a run. You know what I mean? So like, there's, there's so many threats in this list, and so many ways around those high end, um, those high end armies that I think this will be. This will be super interesting to see how it works. It's going to need a little bit of testing, a little bit of play to um, sort of convert from my my original big wireless. But I think this will be this will be a hundred times better.
0: Hey, look, it's a great demonstration of bringing in because your first list is very iron jaws centric. I think the majority yeah. of the models were iron jaws. This one is starting to bring in some of the bone splitters. You know, those big stabbers do serious damage, especially when they get into a monster. The fact that you've got the 30 savage oryx are going to mean you're going to get you're basically going to get those big wire points for 10 or more orcs, um, for such a long time, as opposed to what we talked previously about having the units of 10. You lose one model, you start losing those with those wire points,
1: yeah. So, um, this is essentially what I was like, what I was talking about, like with wire points and um. Uh, the CP gen like CP usage and that like this will do a better job of one CP than the other listed. So like why wouldn't I do this? You know what I mean? Um, even if even if it gets chipped it's still doing a better job because I've got the bodies and the redundancy of them. Uh, which like realistically, some people are going to go first against this. Um, some people are not going to know what it does and want me to go first, and you know we'll just take advantage of whatever situation I can get. Um, but yeah, it'll be it'll be super interesting. This one, I think. How do you make the most of those big thirty
0: savage oryx? Because um, that's a big block of bodies.
1: Yeah, so essentially they're just going to gum up the gum up the points, and when when people do start coming into them, they're going to be able to dish out a decent amount of. That's essentially the the. The hope that I that I think they're going to fulfil. So once the once the idol is gone and it it's wasted two turns of them, uh, of their of their army like stuck in combat with that. Then they then have to they then have to get into combat with these guys trying to get these off the points. And then I'll buff these guys' saves, and it'll be it'll be like a attrition war that I can actually participate in rather than the other list. Um, and they'll be actually be able to do damage as well. What about it's the like, it's sixty wounds? There, right?
0: Yeah, that's a lot of wounds. Um, sixty wounds. Um, if you can get yourself up to that six up, um, you know, uh, save a uh, mortal wound save, or yeah. you know, whatever it well, might these, be. These
1: guys, these guys will be a three up, uh, three up in combat as well. Um, plus the six up after save. So it'll yeah, it'll start start juicing up really quickly, and it'll be like it'll be hard to hit. The
0: the rogue idol brings a lot of different things to the table. It's a bit of a utility piece, right? It has uh, a four-up armor save. It has 16 wounds. Um, you know, you get plus one to cast um, with the Living Idol. You're getting yourself, you know, different rules like Avalanche and Spirit of the Warg. What, w- yep. what are you tapping into the most of the Rogue Idol? Like what's the the rules? What's the role? What's the things that uh, has got you to drop the more Crusher? in favor for the rogue idol
1: yeah all right so um he pretty much does what the more crusher does but b- better essentially like uh yeah you lose a little bit of rend but like he's going to survive longer with the with the saves from the wardocks and that um if he is not going in first which you don't you, you may not want him to go in first he then gives plus 1 to cast for any wizards nearby he gives plus 1 bravery like uh, he like He's just a better buff piece than the more crusher is because the more crusher doesn't really do that at all and then when he does go into combat then he's better than the more crusher anyway like well from my point of view um, so it really it just seems like a no-brainer like it depends what the the GHB like if GHB legends this dude yes that's, that's pretty shit but um, hopefully hopefully we'll get another year or year and a half out of him at least before um, before they they carken. But we might as well take advantage of them while we can. Yeah, I mean,
0: like the, you know, if you do get the double or triple movement on the Rogue Idol, you get the, when it charges, you get mortal wounds on the charge. At the end of combat, you can do some mortal wounds on a four plus. Um, It has the five, it has a five up damage prevention role as well. So even though it's got 16 wounds on a four plus, you've really extended the amount of wounds this Rogue Idol has because you're just soaking up so much damage.
1: Yeah, well, like uh, as I said, like with with those buffs that you can give him, he'll be at a two up rather than that four up, then a five up afterwards. Um, plus, plus the fact that he has both bone splitters keywords to soak up that. Plus, you can give him plus one damage from the chanter. Plus, you can give him mighty destroyers. So, like, if you do get that triple, like, how how far is he going to go with the mighty destroyer on top of that triple move? You know what I mean? Like, he's going to go anywhere he wants. And the yeah. best bit is his base is an oval. Um, rather than uh, rather than the big like python so he's going to be able to get a little bit extra, a little bit extra wear wear and tear out of uh, those placements, like irritating deployments and that sort of thing.
0: Yeah, you get the double or the triple move, and you can sit in someone's deployment zone. Somebody's um, if they've been screened appropriately, you can get into some really juicy targets, um, especially on the triple move and the flying ability as well. Um, yeah. And then there's a you get some free re-roll ones as well. What is it? If um if you've charged as well, you get to re-roll one. So again, keeping a CP up your sleeve, um, you're doing some, yeah, some, exactly. some some good damage. I mean, those stomp and feet, you get 10 attacks out of that stomp and feet. So
1: yeah, compared um, to eight with the more crusher, uh, like with his twos and twos uh damage too, like you're getting an extra two attacks just because. Yeah, so really, really good. So
0: Obviously, you've got two lists here and, um, you know, anyone who has seen this show in the past, they would know that um, this is just an example of how people build the list. You know, if you want to run uh, more stabbers, if you want to bring in and like you know, a really good question from Rosso over here was asking about what your thoughts were well, on a, a double more crusher. Um, you know, if you love two, two, two cabbages, you want to run 12 pickies you do you, but how, how would you respond to Rosso here? What are your thoughts on a double more crusher
1: in big war? Yeah. Um, from a competitive point of view, like you're probably not going to have a lot of success. Like un- unfortunately to be the bearer of bad news, like they're, They'll get chewed pretty quickly. Um, like and as as um, Cody mentioned, like in our game at uh, Vic GT, like the first thing he did was like I'm taking down that More crusher. You know, like if you've got two of them, then you're just wasting like upwards of six, seven hundred points in your army. Um, if if they have like catapults like we were saying before the show like with your gargants like if they've got catapults that more crush is dead you know if they get a couple couple wounds through you don't have any negs to hit or anything like that like it's going to be it's going to be pretty scary and then and then really like what else is the list going to be um if if not two dead more crushes you know like you're going to have two channers to buff it up Um, You're gonna need you're gonna need cheap battle line. So you're probably gonna get three odd three units of ten odd boys so you've got Maybe six pigs in there as well, and then that's the list. So you've got six piggies and three three uh, three odd boys of ten no wire points because you're only You're not going to get really anything from that list either and then and then two of your things are going to die pretty early on. If, if they let you go first, you might get a chance to like do a bit of damage, but the counter is always going to be worse. And the, the most important thing to know with big War is you're not an alpha army anymore from iron jaws. You're a, you're an exchange. Like if, if you can get half an army dead from your more crusher, which I bloody doubt you will then go for it. But if, but, like, realistically, like, it's just not worth it, unfortunately. I think, yeah, I think in Iron
0: Jaws, absolutely there's a viable build in there. there there's a viable build in Iron Jaws that what we've talked about at the start of the show was the importance of the wire points and the way you accumulate those wire points. And the biggest way you're accumulating those wire points are through bodies, having units of 10 or more, as well as having support pieces like war chanters and things like that. So every every edition of an of, of a moor crusher is taking away like 500 points in troops and support heroes. So um, I, I like that you've got two hammers. You've got two big units that are just going to go out there and smash face your piggies, your rogue idol, and or your moor crusher, and then everything else is generating you those points as quick as possible.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, unfortunately, I just don't think it's, it's, it's worth it. In this, like, imagine imagine 80 skinks just shooting off two more crushes and then, like, what are you going to do? You know what I mean? Like, it's just, that's a terrifying thought. Or even, like, those um, those elves at the Land of Light, uh, once, you get it in, once you get into there and realise that you're neg one to hit, like, it's, it's going to be a bad time. Yeah, is, is is that a is that a
0: big a uh, disabler for you like a minus 1 to hit?
1: Um the minus 1 to hit is not too not too bad if you are on twos and twos. Um like you have other abilities that'll get um get plus 1 to hit as well in like just just off war scrolls and things. So like you can negate it pretty well but sometimes it comes off um offer CP so again like you sort of need to like do a quick analysis in your head and realize that it may not be it may not be doing enough damage whether it be the pigs or the the more crusher um uh going into those things with the minus one to hit like those those elves are going to be going to be tough but you'd rather send the more crusher in to them because it like well that one has run 3 so you'll lose a couple on it you might give them plus one to hit reroll reroll ones to hit um so it'll sort of negate and work itself out with the with the variables and once they get that once they get them through then it's a little little less likely that they're going to save because you have that rent 3 whereas like odd boys going in with none of that is and like no heroes nearby like it's going to be a little bit tough so yeah just yeah yeah, and, and that's probably why I really like your first list as well with
0: the is um, it the Iron Fist, being able to reduce yeah. those drops significantly. So should you find yourself into Lumineth, find yourself into um, OBR, you're able to get the head, you're, you're able to get the jump onto them before they start putting on their spells, start putting down their big buff pieces and yeah. have the ability to turn one charge them. So... Um, more, I know there's so, going to be a challenge for change host, but for be able
1: to dictate the first turn. Yeah, more so more so dinos than Lumineth. Um Like Lumineth, realistically, the the good builds are going to be like two two or three job, maybe even well, probably two or three job. Um, I'm, I'm thinking I'm,
0: I'm thinking silly ridiculous like some of the lists that you're seeing with fifty to eighty archers, um, you know, just doing mortal wounds from afar. Well, if you can jump them early, if you can get into their face. They'll just crumble.
1: Yeah, so I mean like even even with that, like you stay thirty six inches back. If they take if if they have the option to give you turn one, you you're th- you're outside of thirty six inches, they're gonna do like sweet fuck all to you. And then you like you go, okay, like I need to make a plan. Um what what can I afford to lose? Um what can I what can I put into them that I'm gonna be okay with knowing that they're going to lose a bit and i'm going to lose this so for example if you throw in your six your six pigs or your more crusher and then a unit of odd boys and then like start locking them down and if you can like um uh there was one game i had i can't remember who it was with uh the the grots actually went in and like tagged up all three units of um of the archers like yep. having a whole a whole turn negated to shoot grots was fantastic like i made other silly mistakes in that game, but it was, but it was uh, like, that was really clutch for that turn, at least, you know what I mean? Um, But yeah, it's definitely something to think about. And it's not just, it's not just like pushing models forward and uh, hope for the best. Like this is, yeah, it's so important to make sure everything's right because, because everything is so important. You can't lose out on anything.
0: Yeah, I think there's a lot more tactics involved with a big wah over nine jaws or a bone splitter. So maybe I might bring this home, Hoops, and right at the start of the show, you talked about that it took you a while to get your head around the points, both generating, spending, um, you know, those milestones and things like that. What have you learned along the way? That might not be as obvious to the person picking up this battle tome. Or I imagine there's going to be a lot of people who are watching this show who are either iron jaws or bone splitters. People thinking about coming into the middle and thinking a big, big war. What advice would yeah. you give them who who are going to make the jump from iron jaws,
1: bone splitters? Yeah. Okay. Like for those for those people, um, this this is essentially think of this as a different b- battle tone where you get the traits the traits and artifact of yours and you get to use the units of yours like this is this is a brand new allegiance um, and you can't play it the same way you played bones splitters or iron jaws because it's not gonna work the same like I can't tell you how many f- how many games I lost where I just sent my whole army in thinking that I was iron jaws you know but it was um, once you get your head around that and realize it that it's a um, that it's a trading game with this and it's it it's so important to to make sure you're making efficient trades uh throughout then you should you should find a significant a significant um a significant improvement in in your in your list at least or at least in your play with big wire as opposed to that because you'll have the only the only two things you're missing will be the Will be the ignore after save, which is fantastic. Like, yeah, it's it's awesome, and the the um, like that's the only thing really from both you're missing because the other one is uh, smashing and bashing. And as we said, you can you can do that better in Big Y, and you'll be twos and twos while you're doing it. So, like, yeah, yeah just just Big Y, yeah.
0: <laughs> that's it,
1: Big wah. I think <laughs> just Big Yeah. <laughs>
0: I, mean, big one, I think the importance of, of getting those quick points, whether it's through the CP of, is it like, get them, get them, get them, whatever it was, um, yeah. building, you building your list. To re- here we go. Here we go. You go. That's it. Get them, get them, get them. It's the same thing, right? It's yeah, you know, like, course. here we go. Here we go. But like you're, you're really thinking about getting the, and, and when I've lost to big war, it's often when my opponent has gotten an early jump on those big war points. And, the what the times that I beat them and beat them convincingly are the ones that I can stop the big wild generation. You know, stopping the the six up feel no pain, stopping you know the pluses to hit. You know, re- reducing the amount of CPs you can't um, get the extra attack, um, and you know even stopping the the momentum generation from the um, the additional wounds and things on the on the more crusher. So um,
1: yeah. There's like like if you don't know, if you don't know, there's so much to think about. Um, like as a, as a new player coming into versing big war and if you don't know what they're doing, then like it's it's going to be a rough time for you, unfortunately. Big War to me is a
0: is a five turn army. Iron jaws play the attrition. They're probably going to hit you hard, and it's either going to be a winner or a loss. Big one just gets um, better and better. You get better over time. I, I guess is the point yeah. here is that you you just get better as the turns kind of progress.
1: Yeah, like uh, I wouldn't say like five turns, but you should you should have a comfortable lead by turn two, three, um, depending on your decisions into it. Um, like, but a silly mistake will cost you. Will cost you the game pretty pretty quickly and pretty early on. Um, but you. Yeah, if you do everything you're meant to do and and play play smart and play tight, then you should be you should be okay. Yeah, when I say five
0: turns, I, I mean that um, you're building up your momentum over the full five. And yes, you've talked to us about tactics on how to get as a, as much wag points as possible. Not that you want to play five turns; you'll probably either crush them or you'll
1: lose. Um, yeah, but... turn, turn three. Turn three, you'll know how it's looking. Anyway, you might need to catch up on a few points here and there, but you, you should know how it's looking by turn three. Thoughts on Boys, Nathan's asked. <sighs> um, yeah, I haven't played them. If I'm going to be perfectly honest, and I don't think, I don't think they're worth it for the extra points just yet. Um, I've been talking to a couple of the a couple of the other destruction players in in Australia. And they seem to think that they can do a bit, like, popping those three wounds on Marathi, um, taking down a screen. But, like, realistically, they they can't even kill five libs, you know. Like, I don't know if they're worth it to me just yet. Like, I might be proven wrong and I might need to add them to the list. But, like, as of as of today, like, uh, I haven't been convinced on Boys yet.
0: I think the challenge as like, well just, is that if they are not the going to be in stickers. combat... If they're not going to be within three inches of an enemy, again, you're losing one of the big wire points. So, it might take you a little bit
1: longer to to, to generate those. not nah. Yeah, I mean, like that's like uh, that's not the be all, be all and all for for them specifically. But um, uh, I, I do I do know what you mean. Like there there could be other other ways of utilizing the points in your list, especially with um, like the, the the stickers or whatever the the normal. The non-shooter ones are um, of the splitters, um, but but yeah, like as as far as as far as paying an extra sixty points for a unit of thirty that like is going to struggle to kill like five liberators like in in a meta where um, everything is killing anything at any given time like that's not very good efficiency in my opinion. No, that's fair. That's
0: fair. And I, I guess if you if you really love them, you probably want to put in a cunning rock. Um just to get more yeah, efficiency well, that's thing, out of yeah. them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I did think about a cunning rock in in it, but um I think I think the addition of the big boss was just too was too much for what I wanted what I wanted the list to do and it just didn't work out points wise. So that's why I went with the um the big the big stabbers instead. Yeah. No, yeah. I dig it. I dig
0: it. Is there any other advice you'd give um, from your experience? Again, you know, you've gone for one. You know, you've been, been very successful co- on the competitive scene with the big Um Any final comments? Uh,
1: yeah. So sometimes, sometimes patience is key. I spoke about. Um, I spoke about waiting for your opponent to um, to make mistakes uh, as early as deployment. But realistically, sometimes that could be overextending. Um, Sometimes opponents might not even make mistakes, and that's when you need to uh, start offering up something as as bait or as as that first initial uh, trade in the in the sort of the 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 swapping and the um, what's it called? I've been saying it all day. the exchange of of units, you know, like you you really want to have the best the best course of action for what every unit is doing, and to make sure that they're getting the most out of their points, whether it be whether it be like a unit of odd Boys taking down a Mangler Squig, right? You know that that's two hundred points. And the Mangler Squigs is what three thirty, like three twenty or something. Like they're they've done their they've done their job and more so, so they they're they're good to die. But like if nothing is coming up and you can't. And you can't break into the like, like maybe a castle or something that someone's put up, you might need to put something on a flank. And then once that's done and everything starts moving over, then you realize that the other flank is weak. And then that's where you start striking. Like it's, it, it's gonna take some time. And it definitely took me lots of time. And I don't even think I'm there yet. But like it's, uh, it's definitely an army uh, that is the player more so than the book. Like I came from Sonesh yeah. and, yeah. Like they just played me sort of thing. And with this, it's been so, so much fun to actually play the game, but not play the game, but like play the player as well. So there's a lot of counter, there's a
0: lot of counter play. And there's a lot of, as you mentioned, trade-offs. And whenever I play again, big wild players are always got like a more crusher on one flank, piggies on the other flank trying to stretch me and then all while the ard boys or the brutes or whatever it might be are moving up the board or maybe even teleporting so trying yeah. to force difficult decisions and if i focus too much on the piggies then i've got a more crusher coming to my face if i go for both the flanks then i'm going to have ard boys or i'm going to have something coming up in my center and i'm being stretched either way to to handle the the pigs and the the more crusher which are both very challenging units to handle it at at times. Yeah, yeah,
1: most definitely. If you're not prepared for what they can do, they definitely, uh, they definitely can uh, get the best of you. Yeah, and then
0: the teleport comes into play, and then you know you've 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 put too many things over here, and now I've got a whole different threat somewhere else. So. You can obviously yeah. do whatever you want to do, guys. You know, you, you love your Bailwind, you bring in a Bailwind. You want to bring in different allies, you want to bring in more Savage Oryx, you want to bring in Double Piggies, you want to bring in... Like, I think this has some interesting play styles. Um, again, you want to think about the momentum, you want to think about the big wah points um at the same time you know you've got some really cool things either getting some increases in your casting your more consistent attacks getting the pluses to hit pluses to wound the damage prevention the plus one to charge um but as as hoops has said at the right at the start you don't have a lot of trade-offs so you so so screens or even just really smart play to avoid taking early damage yeah 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 most definitely Hoops! If people want to talk to you, I've got your Twitter handle below. I know you are semi-active or active uh, on Twitter. Yeah,
1: I try. Yeah, Um, just hit me up on Facebook, uh, Ryan Hooper. Um, Should be a picture of my little girl. I'm I'm terrible with Twitter. I try, but like I just
0: I literally I I I keep
1: scrolling down when I should be scrolling up to get the new stuff and I just don't understand. (laughs) I, I, I love
0: that I try to put people towards Twitter and then you literally just like overwrite me, like add
1: me on Facebook. Um... yeah, I mean like I I am on Twitter. I'm trying to learn like as of as of Vic GT, I've been trying to like post and shit like that. But yeah, like like I've always got Messenger open so I can see messages coming in whereas Twitter is like not even on the home page yet. Like it's still not an app I okay. use every day, unfortunately. But I will I'll start we'll get... using Twitter. Goddamn.
0: <laughs> Any shout-outs to a particular gaming posse?
1: Uh, yes. Um uh, simple math. Um, my boy is up in Queensland and my girl, uh, <laughs> now. Are you painting um, an ogre? They... Are you painting an ogre on this stream? Oh, no. Uh, this is my chaos sorcerer, oh, that's uh, dwarf. Right. Um, yeah. I don't All know have right, not... spoken about him.
0: Yeah, uh, you did. You told me, you know, we're not talking <laughs> about, we're
1: not talking about it on stream.
0: We're, we already know
1: this is... Yeah, no, um, just something to, something I've been thinking about doing. Um, uh. but no.
0: And there's no OnlyFans, and I'm where i off. But um, hoop shout out nah, to this. Yet, nah. shout out to the Simple Maths crew. Um, yeah. hopefully I see you in a couple of months' time at Brishammer. I'm I'm aiming to to get there. It was great to see you at Vic GT. Uh, it was awesome to see Destruction do so well at Vic GT. Seeing Big yeah. War as a real viable uh, build. It's not just about Iron Jaws. There's definitely some some secret sauce in here. But as I think you've pointed out many times over. This is a thinking man's game. Um, this is about not pushing your models forward and hoping for the best. There's real tactics. There's real counterplay. There's real psychology in um, in the way you play this force. And I think for me, that's a huge draw card.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I can't stress how this isn't like a – how this isn't Iron like or, or Bone Splitters. This is something something else, you know.
0: Cool. well let's end it on that yeah, note thank you for oops.
1: having me oops thanks for your time <laughs> you. and
0: uh thanks everybody i hope you found thanks, that discussion thanks. valuable if you did give the video the old thumbs up and if you have a comment or an insight leave it in the comment section below the champions over here are my aos coach patreons and youtube members so you guys are bloody legends thank you for all the support if you want to know more about the support programs The links are below down here in the episode description, along with the link to the Discord server, so we can continue this conversation. Until next time, don't forget to name your characters and have a good one.